0: Welcome to Dig it. This is the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. I'm here with my two lovely ladies, The Sharp Edge and Cory Lynn of Corey's Digs. What's happening girls?
1: Hey, hey.
0: Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Feel like that? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. uh, we've got a Don't, a, don't a,
2: you say oi oi? Oi oi. <laughs> oi oi. <laughs> I,
0: I only I only do that in certain chats. I don't really do it in here a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've got a lot to go through today. Um, we do. More, more than we thought. <laughs> right? We're going to talk about the gas shortage because it's really important at the moment. We're going to go over Disney uh, CRT training. And this is a really important topic because is getting pushed all around the world. Uh, but there has been blowback and pushback from it. Uh, so yeah. I'll show you some of those videos as well because that's really good. Uh, Florida coronavirus laws. Uh, Liz Cheney losing uh, her seat, which is great. Uh, <laughs> Corey has uh, launched a solutions page, which is really, ha- uh, really helpful because in times like this, we do need solutions, not just problems. Because if we just go and talk about problems all the time, it uh, it has a tendency to bring people down. Uh, Florida fines Missouri ban on ID passports Uh, Eric Clapton letter on jabs that was pretty funny Um, and we're going Corey put out a few questions the other day on gab she got some really good responses so towards the end of this we're going to read some of them out and I think yeah, there's some
1: really good ones in there so everyone needs to
0: stick around yeah so I think that's going to be a positive way to, to end it mm-hmm uh But what are we starting with first, girls? What are we getting into? You want to start well, with Cheney?
2: Bit of good yeah. news. Yay. Hey. Yay. Great news is <laughs> coming out of the house. Liz Cheney was ousted from her role as GOP conference chair when the Republicans have spoken. We do not want corrupt, never Trump or warmongers defining the Republican Party anymore. We want MAGA patriots like Elise Stefanik. So Stefanik has become a superstar in the Republican (laughs) Party. She's been very outspoken, a supporter of Trump and the MAGA movement, fiercely defending President Trump during his first impeachment. She's gone hard after the corruption in New York, her state uh, under Cuomo and all of his shenanigans uh, so there's, i think she's a, a great pick yeah i think she's a great pick for this leadership role and it appears she's the front runner for for this position but there have been talks of a challenger for the position some are showing support for mike johnson the vote could be as soon as this friday with the when this podcast airs so we'll have to see how that goes but uh, of course liz cheney came out after she was ousted in one of the most but her, her statement <laughs> I've ever seen. It was so great. <laughs> she doubled down on her never Trump stance saying she vows to stop Trump from okay, ever getting anywhere close to the Oval Office again.
0: <laughs> I mean, these people are insane. Like They um, are. It's all theater. It, I'm telling it, you. It, it is all theater. But like, what did she think was going to happen? I mean... Right. Uh, the majority of the population of uh conservatives and right wing voted for trump right backstabbing him in any way shape or form uh is not going to help your political position especially if you're a conservative it was Mm -hmm. never going to help your position maybe with the other side you get brandy points from them get some money under the table from them but um
2: Yeah, when you got Democrats defending you as a Republican, as the GOP conference chair, Mm -hmm. then that tells you something. (laughs) That tells you something. (laughs) Uh Right. And of course, Trump issued a response calling Liz Cheney, quote, a bitter, horrible human being. I love how he doesn't hold back. (laughs)
1: Right. Never does.
2: (laughs) With no personality or anything good having to do with politics or the country. So all of this, I'd have to say, is a win for the heart and soul of the republican party and the future of the republican party we were watching and waiting to see which direction they were going to go you know were they going to you know stand and fight for mago or were they going to bend and allow the socialists to take over our country and it looks like they are putting up a fight and this is definitely a move in the right direction
0: yeah i remember reading. uh Oh, I saw some articles anyway that popped up on my screen, such as propaganda does when you're browsing other sites. Uh, Washington, right. The Washington Post and a few of those mainstream media outlets are a bit hurt from it, defending Cheney. So, of course, they are. But I thought that oh, was pretty course. funny.
2: Yeah, she's got mainstream <laughs> media, Democrats, all of the usual characters coming running at her side, all of the never-Trumpers.
0: <laughs> it's the rhinos they want.
2: hmm Well that's the Uniparty. That's yep. the corrupt DC Uniparty. Uh that's that's pushing for her. But uh, you know, the MAGA patriots have spoken and it looks like um the Republican Party is actually going in that direction, which is a good sign. It's a good sign. Good that's sign. Good.
1: All right. So I launched my solutions page finally. And you'll find um, I have, I don't even know, maybe 10 articles in here so far. Last week, I talked about putting out the employee forms and student forms. Um, James just, if you scroll down a little speaker, uh, James just um, published that article there, Stay Vocal, Local Bills Bolster the Big Fight Back, where he listed out Kind of state a state-by-state state list of bills pertaining to the vaccine ID passports critical race theory transgender agenda and and some others in there but if you if you scroll down speaker you'll see I have you know maybe about 10 and something's jacked with the formatting there I got to figure that one out but moving forward all solution based articles are going to go on this page um, and I have a lot of stuff coming down the pike that I can't yet talk about and it's just killing me because i'm working on many really important projects so um so yeah she's, she's been really... talking
0: about her all week to us and she's dying to <laughs> tell everyone but she's not there yet <laughs> she will
1: but it's but it's gonna take me it's it's gonna take me weeks more to get to the first part and uh yeah maybe even next year on the second part it's it's big stuff so um so, moving on, we've got in Florida. This is a great one. So, you got to love the headline DeSantis Cabinet Take 41 Seconds to Decide to Waive Fines from COVID Citations. So, they met. DeSantis and the Florida Clemency Board announced Wednesday that it would wipe out fines imposed on people or businesses for violating COVID 19 related ordinances. Hours later, DeSantis issued an executive order stating that the waiver applied to fines imposed by local governments from March 1st of last year to Wednesday, just of this week. Anyone disputing the fines need only refer to the executive order as a defense from paying them. So they literally like pushed this through in 41 seconds. There was no discussion or argument. It was like, boom, boom, boom. And now, of course, there's all this talk going back and forth on. Well, wait a minute. You are you 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 can't just um, pay back fines that were paid from a year ago. But I mean, they had um, they had issued uh, I forget how much it was. Now it's it's in this article, um, but it was like Miami Dade. Um, was issuing a ton of fines during that time, mostly to businesses. Let's see, since the pandemic began, about 6,600 citations have been received. Roughly 75% of course were against businesses, mostly like mask related and stuff like that. And a lot of them were only like $50 per violation, but, but just the, c- the city like Miami and Miami Beach issued more than 14,000 in mask fines. So now now it's like, well, wait a minute, are we giving them their money back? Or how is this working exactly? But I just think that is like the most ballsy, awesome freaking executive yeah. order I've seen yet.
2: Give them money give the money back.
0: Yeah, six thousand yeah. dollars. The yep. It's a lot of money yeah. in, <laughs> in their pockets. How we really you? need
1: We really need some other states to step up and have the balls that DeSantis is showing. And of course, of course, the left is going to bash him and say what a danger he is because of the virus on, you know, on how he's handling this pandemic. And it's ridiculous. He's the only one who's actually handling this shit right. So he's the only one, to my knowledge. I was just looking. If you go to the next tab, we have um, Missouri lawmakers passed bill limiting local health orders and banning vaccine passports. But- it's my understanding and i haven't had two seconds to actually look further into this but i'm thinking based on what um governor parson has said in the past that this is probably just going to be specific to like local governments you know and state um local government related offices you know like texas did where it, it doesn't incorporate the businesses and so we've got like Pennsylvania, I know just in recently introduced a bill to ban the vaccine passports and Wyoming, um, I think Wyoming is borrowing it or banning it, but but they're all doing it against like government buildings and local state offices and stuff. They're, they're too scared to, they're saying, well, we don't want to infringe on businesses rights and tell them what they can and can't do it's such a cop-out it's such it is
2: a cop-out they got to go after the businesses and they're afraid to lose those companies you know these fortune 500 companies that are going to impose these kinds of uh, mandates on their employees um and their uh, customers they're afraid to those companies are going to leave and and go elsewhere so they don't want to touch the money
1: here's the thing with the exception of the big box ones you know big corporate who are in on all this crap most of these businesses don't want to be doing this stuff and they're being heavily pressured i mean heavily pressured by like the the health related services in the area the cdc the the political you know politicians they're they're just they're all being pressured to do this crap so if a governor steps up and says hey no more we're banning this across the board you cannot demand people to prove that they got a vaccine or not allow them access, you know, like DeSantis did, and I think a lot of businesses would would be relieved because they've got an actual legislation, a law in place now. So it doesn't matter how much pressure is being put on them; they don't have to do it. Right. But you know, most governors don't have the balls. So mm, true.
0: Of course they don't. So we'll see. I'm keep- in
2: At least we got. We got some good ones though. DeSantis is leading the way for sure. Yeah, we need more. We need more like this. But it's good to see at least some legislation, um, like you just pointed out, going in the right direction. I mean, these are definitely steps in the right direction. We need right. more of it, but right.
0: There's at least positive some, steps. There, there is at least some positive change during you know situation that's that's maddening at the moment at least we're seeing some sort of uh, movements forward whether in this way or any other way you know that there is stuff going on which is good because it's very easy in times like this to roll over and die so
1: right that's right but we really need to target the businesses because that's where we're going to have the job loss it's going to be a complete ripple effect there's going to be shutdowns. so so they need to get a little ballsier in my opinion
2: yeah, for sure. And uh, I read that article that James put out for you on all of the state level and local level legislation. Mm-hmm. And when you look through it, it, it's pretty comprehensive. I mean, when you look through it, you're like, wow, there is a lot of actual positive
1: changes
2: um, oh, yeah. There's a, happening.
1: There's, yeah. And there's a couple firsts in there too. There was the, um, I think it was in Arkansas. I think they were the first one to pass the bill against the transgender um, you know, the hormone therapy and the surgery on kids under 18. And then there was, uh, I think, aren't some of these States like the, I know it was Idaho and I forget who else there's other ones working on it, but wasn't that a first for banning the critical race theory as well? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so first. there's, there's a bit of a fight and people need to stay vocal and they need to hammer their reps and they need to say, Hey, you need to introduce these bills and, or you need to pass these bills. And I, and I have links to um, everything like pertaining to COVID, for example, I have links in um, my article and all over my website on staying on top of that stuff um, where you can see real time, what bills have been introduced and what you need to, you know, oppose or support and stay on top of that. People can't just sit back and keep watching this stuff roll out. So, so yeah. So then we had this interesting uh, letter that came out by Eric Clapton and uh, America's frontline doctors published this and it was Monati protocol producer, Robin Monati. Oh gosh. How do I even pronounce that? Gra- Graziade? <laughs> Today, forwarded a message he received from singer Eric Clapton, in which Clapton reports adverse reactions he suffered after submitting to the shot, regrets having undergone the procedure, and asks where have all the rebels gone? So I'm just going to read the second half of this, but we'll, I'll put a link below. So he says, in February this year, before I learned about the nature of the vaccines and being 76 with emphysema, I was in the avant-garde. I took the first jab of... of AZ, the AstraZeneca, and straight away had severe reactions which lasted 10 days. I recovered eventually and was told it would be 12 weeks before the second one. About six weeks later, I was offered and took the second AZ shot, but with a little more knowledge of the dangers. Needless to say, the reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning and pretty much useless for two weeks. I feared I would never play again. I suffer with peripheral neuropathy and should never have gone near the needle. But the propaganda said the vaccine was safe for everyone. Then I met a member of this group who counseled me to be careful and have a look at what goes on with, these, with you guys. I felt like a veil had been lifted, that I was no longer alone, that it was okay, in fact, essential to hold on to my intuition and follow my heart. I continue to tread the path of passive rebellion and try to toe the line in order to be able to actively love my family, but it's hard to bite my tongue with what I now know. I've recorded and will post here another song by Van called The Rebels. It's not aggressive or provocative. It just asks, where have all the rebels gone? Hiding behind their computer screens. Where's the spirit? Where's the soul? Where have all the rebels gone? I've been a rebel all my life against tyranny and arrogant authority, which is what we have now. But I also crave fellowship, compassion, and love. And that I find here. I believe with these things we can prevail. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Shared that. Yeah.
2: That's really great to see someone speaking out um, against the grain. Someone within the system, within the Hollywood elite music industry actually mm-hmm. speaking out
1: yeah well he got hell when he did the uh the stand and deliver song you remember that last year Mm-mm. oh i was sharing that with van morrison yeah uh he he got a lot of hell for that one <laughs> he has a link to that it's in here um the stand and deliver it was oh i to check it out written by van morrison yep 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 cool yeah so, what do we got next? What's going? On? Is it the dreadful pipeline deal? Oh no, we got the Disney. I want to hear about this.
0: Yeah, so this came out the other day. Uh, Christopher Rufo, who's really good. If, you've, if you're still on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you follow him. This guy is amazing at uh, getting into these companies and these organizations and finding out these uh, these propaganda that they push, these uh, diversity trainings that they do which is mm-hmm. so malice and it's so destructive. We've talked about critical race theory before and it is such a huge problem, N- not uh, just in corporations as we can see, especially large corporations in Disney, but especially in our schools. And that is you know, the number one thing that's hammering down. Like We know it's been happening in Australia. Uh, it's definitely happening in, uh, happening in America, but there is some positive pushes back against it. Uh, such as states like Texas and Tennessee and all that, threatening to uh, ban the practice, because it is a practice that is inherently racist. Mm -hmm. It is horrible. So we'll read a little bit of what Christopher posted here of these documents that came out of Disney. Um, The Walt Disney Corporation claims that America was funded on systematic racism. It encourages employees to complete a white privilege checklist and separates minorities into racial segregation and affiliated groups. I've obtained internal documents that will shock you. Now we will, I, I will leave the link for this here. Allyship for racial consciousness. Um, this is it, it's absolutely disgusting. Everything that is, uh, I mean, like I won't go through it all, but I'll touch on parts. But uh, there was an article that kind of narrows it down a little bit uh by nick monroe who used to be on twitter as well until he got kicked off really really good reporter but this is a bit uh that gets me
1: i think he's on gab now isn't he
0: is he on gab
1: i think i'll have to double check that
0: it, it, it wouldn't surprise me but this is this is the uh the the bulk that really upset me it really pissed me off there's a privilege checklist in there which statements about gender and racial listed am i white i have never been mocked for my accent my family and i have never lived below the poverty line i have never lied about my sexuality i have never been depressed right
1: mm-hmm.
0: this mm-hmm. is absolutely <laughs> desp- i have never stupid. been depressed no, just- it's moronic I- and it 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 comes back to this um, and we could crush
1: all of those with stats in about 10 minutes flat oh of right.
0: course of course it's 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 moronic to think um They also go over in this about uh, listening and not questioning uh, people of color. So as in, you know, there is no uh, race that has a gene that does not make them able to lie, right? Doesn't work like that, right? (laughs) There's a lot of people that are gonna bullshit you for their own gain. Doesn't matter what color they are. That's how it works. so it, in in this, they're trying to tell you it's not about equality; it's about equity, right? So now mm-hmm. equality is not important, okay? <laughs> right? It's it's about equity. It's about you know, in the end of the day, we all finish in the same place, and this is really not true,
1: right? Mm-hmm. It's
0: just it's just it's not how this world works. I mean, the harder you work, the harder you push. It doesn't matter of your skin color. That is what should propel you in life. <laughs>
2: This is all just part of pushing socialism. That's what mm-hmm. socialism is. And no matter how hard you work, no matter the quality of your character, no matter none of that matters. Everything is distributed equally, whether right. someone works hard for it or, or not. That's kind of socialist. like right
1: now, while everybody who's, you know, and I know some people are legitimately in need of being on unemployment right now, but there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of it when there's a ton of jobs out there and companies can't find workers because they keep paying people the unemployment. So states or some states are starting to put an end to that.
0: So like like certain things like this, and we'll post a link down there and you can go through it. It will disgust you. Um, mm-hmm. Challenge colorblind ideologies and rhetoric. Example, all lives matter and I don't see color. The two things that are the most non-racist thing on this sheet, they're telling you not to do. Right right? It is harmful <laughs> and hurtful in a form of raising real specific ways of racial identities that affect lived, lived experiences, right? It's it's such a crock of shit and, and how they can stand there and do that. I mean, um, what's his name? I think it's Bob Iger, who is the head of Disney. He's a white guy. He's not going to give his position to a black person. It's not going to happen, right? We're talking about Disney, the most racist uh, a company out there at the moment which can be seen in examples like this when they put out mm-hmm. the promotional poster in china for the star wars, for star wars uh the first one i think it was um and if you notice they kind of minimize the black guy there a little bit because uh out of china a lot of they don't really like black people
1: it's wow. this
0: country, wow. Wow. they need to get their China dollars, right? So we'll just oh, minimize. Yeah. So we'll minimize the black guy, right? It's the Brilliant. same thing that Disney did with filming Mulan right next to the Uyghur camps, right? Yeah. Exactly the same thing. These people exactly. don't give a shit about this, right? No. This is just woke indoctrination, and it's so harmful. And there's this video I want to play because there is pushback against this critical race theory. And I advise everyone to go through. Like I said, I can't go through this whole thing. But just read some of it. Like, Just reimagine tomorrow. It's such...
1: And then think about how much you want to continue supporting Disney. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and and these are the things that should never make you want to give a dollar to Disney again. I mean, look at the resources that they state here you know for further education go to this CNN article vanity for fair and further CNN. education go to vanity fair right go to oh, Forbes, go to harvard wow. go to the most indoctrinated places wow you know, it's wow. like it's it's and the new york times and the new york times just,
2: council of foreign relations is, <laughs> was that on there yeah. yeah i think so
0: yeah it was oh my god uh, it's um it's, it's, it's unbelievable but there is pushback going around the world and this is a mm-hmm. video that is posted by Sky News again. I've really been shilling for Sky News lately. But they put in a lot of they're putting a really a lot of good stuff that I actually really fine. Hard to find anywhere else. Now
1: And you know, this- before you before you hit play, Edge did a really brilliant piece on Disney oh, on my did. site that's gotten a ton of traffic. Um and it's funny because it'll cycle. Like we'll go three months, no one will hit it and then all of a sudden it starts cycling again.
0: Yeah, right.
2: So anytime Disney's back in the headlines. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> So this was a mother in uh, Virginia. She did not get named, or She, or she didn't put her name out. Um, I'm not a fan of the visor thing going on here, but you, know, you, you just have to kind of assume that. <laughs> it's for uh, Yeah, it, in, in order for her to speak, she probably would have had to do that. And she definitely wanted to um, get her voice heard. So let's just listen to this, because this is the kickback that we need. And this is a black person. She knows the dangers of what's going on here. She's a smart woman, right? And this critical race theory affects not just white people. Uh, it's it's not just teaching them to feel guilty and ashamed and uh, trying to make them feel sorrow or take responsibility for something that they never did. Something that has never happened in their life, lifetimes and happened 100 years ago. Right, mm-hmm. so let, let's listen to this mother. She absolutely knows it.
1: Dialogue is a tactic that was used by Hitler in the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors, so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist, it is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone what we ask for today to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully.
2: That's an angry mother there speaking to a Virginia school board about the dangers of enforcing the critical race theory in the school curriculum. The mother, based in Loudoun County in Virginia, spoke passionately to a school board, arguing why students at the school should not be learning the critical race theory. The woman who was unnamed, called CRT, racist, abusive, and that it discriminates against one's colour critical race theory is a civil movement that teaches the belief that America is founded on racism and that white supremacy is profound in the country. During 2020, especially following the Black Lives Matter movement, schools across the U.S. were either embracing the theory or rejecting it.
0: So she killed that. Now we absolutely killed it. Now we have got. It's good to see this from Australia as well. We had Jacinta Pierce, who's the Director of Indigenous Research, uh, come out and say something very similar about critical race theory, about how Australian schools now are teaching uh, uh, their white students that they are uh, the reason for what happened to the Aboriginals a couple of hundred years ago. And she explains very clearly that uh, these white kids have nothing to be ashamed of. They've done nothing wrong right? She's got got together with a lot of ancestors uh, from uh, the pioneering days, the ones that, you know, she's got together with families that had lineages that actually, you know, uh, killed her people. And they've Mm. got together and they've talked about, you know, how things have changed and, you know, that they are not their past and, you know, we can build and move forward from it. So there, there is people here that are not so indoctrinated that are not trying to game the system that are not trying to sell you books on white savior theories or white privilege books or they they, they, these are not activists trying to milk you and indoctrinate you there's a lot of people out there really trying to speak out about something that is extremely dangerous like she says it's, it's extremely harmful and there's one thing that all humans whether you're white, black, or Asian, whatever is to not internalize and feel self guilt, self doubt. These are such low energy frequencies. Uh, these mm-hmm. are such things that are going to hold you back in every way, shape, or form. If you—that's what it's
2: designed to do: divide and conquer, and it. bring us, bring everybody down,
1: not lift people up. You know, in my local area, the uh, some of the teachers are fighting back. They're like fed up and had it having to sit there through this training going, you know what? I'm getting tired of being told that I'm a racist and I'm a white supremacist and I'm this and that. This is bullshit. So they're they're actually fighting it here.
0: Yeah, it's it's like like Edge just said, it is really to divide now. Of course, we see uh, black people such as this mother here that spoke passionately uh, yep. about this thing because she knows where this leads, right? This right. is exactly what's happened a couple of hundred years ago, right? Uh, right? It's just reversed now, yep. right? right. That, that's all it is. Um, and it's not—they're not just attacking whites now. Now, you know, Asian Americans are copying it as well. Now they're a privileged class, right? <laughs> and, and it would—it would, it would well, just it, it like would a keep going up. There's
2: tears. There's tears of victimization and of privilege, and there's always a, a tear above whatever tear you're on. So, someone who is more of a victim or someone who's more of an oppressor. And I, I can't keep track of it all. It's mm. insanity.
0: It is insanity. Yeah. It is insanity. That it is. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, for, definitely, definitely follow Christopher if you still got a Twitter account. He, he leaks these things from companies all the time, and he's one mm-hmm. of the biggest voices, especially on Twitter, are fighting back against critical race theory. Yep. And it is something that needs to completely be abolished. Yep. Everywhere. Agreed. Shape
1: form. All right, move on to the pipeline, because we still got to get to all the gab posts, too. Yeah, we got All got the right. The pipeline thing is just crazy. Right. oh
2: yeah it's crazy at this point i'm sure everyone is well aware of the colonial pipeline ransomware attack and the gas shortage in several states it was reported that the cyber attack was committed by a criminal hacker gang known as DarkSide, out of you guessed it russia oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you're buying that but i'm not
1: nope not since day one
2: Yeah, we have to put the pieces together here. First of all, you have to look back. We've seen Biden on the campaign trail in 2020 admitting that, quote, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels, unquote. Yep. We've had CISA, the cybersecurity agency, who is supposed to be the one in control of monitoring all the cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. And conveniently, they're falling asleep at the wheel, allowing the solar wind cyber attack, which affected everything from fortune 500 companies to the pentagon and sees a turn a blind eye during the election leaving the election machines completely exposed to foreign interference all the while saying that it was the most secure election ever (laughs) and then on the first day of office biden shut down the keystone pipeline okay so we we know where this is going he got a lot
1: of number one
2: yeah he got a lot of bad press for that thousands of jobs were lost so Uh, Didn't want to cop any more heat for uh, future pipelines, so to speak, going down, I suppose. But in the first 90 days of his presidency, Biden revoked Trump's order to prohibit U.S. adversaries like China for installing equipment in the U.S. pertaining to our bulk power system that we know the Chinese use as a means to help commit cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. Biden revoked that leaving the critical infrastructure totally exposed to cyber attacks. So we see a pattern here. And at some point you have to put the pieces together and say, is this complete incompetence or is it culpability? Right.
1: right. And, and another piece of this puzzle is their hard, hard push for electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles. And the Democrats have all been putting together documentation to buy, for Biden to have all electric vehicles by 2030. Now, they'll call it electric vehicles, but those are going to be autonomous with no drivers. And we're going to be at the mercy of getting around through those.
2: Right, so- right. And then if you don't have the COVID passport, then they can just shut the, the car down, right? You can't travel. Yep. <laughs> right,
1: You can't even board the, the car. And, you know, they've got this going with buses and, and trains. And they're now working on um, electric planes, which I can't even... I can imagine how that would work but as far as electric goes crazy yeah, but
2: isn't, isn't it just convenient that the biden administration has left our critical infrastructure completely exposed to cyber attacks allowing <laughs> yeah. these hacker gangs like dark side to take the blame all right. the while helping the biden administration to achieve their goals that biden himself admitted the war on fossil fuel so what and allowing them the Biden administration to have complete plausible deniability. Isn't that just so convenient?
1: So convenient.
2: <laughs> so a colonial pipeline has reportedly paid nearly 5 million to these hackers, and they're now up and running again, but the shortage is expected to continue for several more days until they are fully operational. But we've been told that cyber attacks like these will continue to plague our critical infrastructure, and that's the takeaway here. It's all by design. Yep. CISA's a joke. Under their watch, the biggest, most comprehensive cyber attacks have occurred, unchecked. Mm. And with all of this going on, you pointed out to me, Corey, Governor Whitmer orders the Canadian energy company Enbridge to shut down. Line (laughs) 5, by May 12th. Oh, the same week as the gas shortage?
1: Hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that battle's been going on for a bit now. They've been fighting that. Yeah. uh, And and so, shockingly, you've, you've got some of the states and uh canada that are all completely against it obviously
2: right right Whitmer campaigned on shutting this pipeline down saying that it's an environmental ticking time bomb and all of the you know of all the weeks to order a shutdown it's the same week as the colonial pipeline pipeline shutdown please the timing looks suspicious as hell and it indicates that this is all coordinated war against fossil fuels
1: oh yeah i mean and that that would be absolutely just t- tragic if they were to shut down line five <laughs> yeah
2: and like you said this whole battle between whitmer and the canadian fuel company in bridge it goes back for a while yeah. and so what are the odds that the colonial pipeline shut down and the michigan line five order to shut down would happen in the same week in order mm-hmm. to get the, the timing perfect wouldn't the colonial pipeline hack have to be an inside job I don't know. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yep. It's most definitely, anytime you see any, any, I think we're going to see a lot more crap pulled like this. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's going to prevent people from going to work. It's going to, depending on how long the stuff lasts, it's potentially going to cause smaller businesses to shut down that we're hanging on by a thread. We've already got, you know, gas prices going through the roof. Um, lots of things going through the roof and shortages on a list a mile long at this point. The whole supply chain. And then you've got the the truckers, you know, that got hammered hard. And now they're saying in one of the articles I was reading, they were saying, Well, we don't have enough truckers now to be delivering the gas. And it's just the whole thing is it's just so well designed. These people have had these plans and backup plans and backup plans in place for decades.
2: Yep, yep. And this if Line 5 were to shut down that would cost thousands of jobs not just in Michigan but Ohio, Indiana, surrounding region. Yep, definitely, definitely definitely screw up the supply chain. Line 5 delivers nearly half of the oil needs to Ontario and Quebec as well as propane for Michigan. And the Canadian Energy Company has refused to, this this is the good thing, the Canadian Energy Company has refused to comply with Whitmer's order, saying that Line 5 has never had a leak, and the pipeline is protected under the 1977 Transit Pipeline Treaty, which is actually a treaty between Canada and the United States. Uh, Governor Whitmer has no authority to cancel a treaty between two countries.
1: (laughs) But it's then ridiculous. there's this then there's this little thing now called the Clean Water Act. And I think it's section like four oh one. And it has to do with a governor being able, having the authority to shut it down if they feel that it could potentially discharge into water. So they're saying it's so old and yada yada. And I remember reading something about like five hundred million that was put out there did you come across that edge it was like 500 million to build a parallel pipeline for a certain section or something
2: i don't know about that i know that Ember just said that they're uh, they've agreed to revamp the pipeline to work on it to get it up you know to where it it meets standards that it's you know just to shore it up basically and 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 make sure that it's not going to have a leak and they keep quoting this 2010 leak um i believe it was the kalamazoo river um from same company but uh line five's never had a leak and Enbridge has said that they're you know going they'll do what it takes to maintain that pipeline to make sure that it's shored up and that there's not going to be any issues
1: well and not to sound all negative or anything here but in anticipation of what these people are capable of i could see them intentionally springing a leak oh yeah oh yeah yeah. (laughs) you know
2: or a cyber attack right right
1: (laughs) or that Uh uh-huh These people are are evil. Did you say, I didn't read that. Did you say that they have, they paid $5 million?
2: They paid $5 million that came out on Thursday. Uh, I believe um, that that they paid the $5 million ransom to the supposed hackers.
1: To the CIA and our government.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) They paid $5 million out of one of their accounts into the other yeah right. <laughs> oh my god edge yeah, it, it, it did actually a pretty fun movie uh, dude was, you gotta it play it it's only like two minutes. It? So
1: yeah play. started from the beginning and crank the volume. this was so good edge <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love the people dancing <laughs> should be narrating this (laughs) gas shortage oh the good old days 1979 (laughs) we're reliving it it? why doesn't anybody contact the president why is he letting this happen to
0: us (laughs) i've been in two gas lines already this morning this morning how long did you wait for the person in both lines over hour, and i'm out of gas dead out there's
2: no shortage. I don't believe there's a shortage. <laughs> they thought it was all political back then too. Yep. All
1: I get did you hear him say it?
2: Yeah, I heard
1: him say it. I don't believe, believe him? I don't believe him. Do He doesn't believe it. We're all out, folks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm gonna line two hours
1: and i can't get gas
2: this is baloney Carter doesn't get my vote next year <laughs> <laughs> some dealers have thought that perhaps this
1: current shortage is contrived contrived oh, oh, huh <laughs> moving on to 2021
2: <laughs> oh there they are that picture is just so creepy yeah it is Hmm. oh look oh it's just like 1979 all over again it is how's
1: that i love the old videos and the the news little news clips that was great (laughs) i don't believe this this is contrived there's no gas shortage oh and look there's hey progress (laughs) (laughs) for anyone who's listening and not watching you got to watch it it was it was really good
0: yeah, it is. Uh, she's getting good at these short vids. Uh, like right. we, because we were getting a lot of strikes on Hive Mind, we were like, "Hey, how can we kind of get around the senses here? Still say something in the way that you know uh, right. we, we we do in our own style." But uh, yeah, so a lot of the short ones are going on Hive Mind. At the lot of the more serious ones, where we can talk openly, will only be on Bit Shoot. Uh, I'm going to try to start an Odyssey this week uh, on Pilled, but I am having trouble uploading to Pilled at the moment. So please, huh. uh, just yeah, I've been trying to upload. Both of you guys have right been. Right I, I, yeah, struggling. I
1: got it up on there last week, but it did take a long time.
0: Yeah, They're so probably you're,
1: just getting hit with a lot more people wanting to upload over there.
0: Yeah, so for the more serious stuff and the podcasts that uh, we used to do on HiveMind, a lot of those are going to be moved to these platforms for our serious yeah. chats. And oh yeah, any of you feel free to grab this and share this on whatever platforms you want. That's why. Yeah, we, and I just got us...
1: I got us set up on odyssey so we now oh, have yeah. uh, which is great because it automatically it's kind of like bit shoot but it automatically um backs up our youtube as well so sweet thank heavens yeah and it was really cool too because when i set it up i didn't know it was going to do that it pulled all the videos all 130 or 112 videos nice yeah it makes
2: it thank so you. much easier
0: Yeah, I will try to get on that uh, this week for Hyde Month as well for any of you guys that use Odyssey or prefer to use Odyssey. Um, And we'll start expanding platforms and just doing what we do. So, yeah, let's get into a a nice positive end with the questions that you asked here, Corey.
1: Yeah, so I asked some people on Gab, I said, what are you doing that's working for you to take care of your mental health? Second question If you have worked with people in your community to help one another, what have you done and how has it helped? And the third question Have you discovered any online small business shops, services, farmers, et cetera, that you now support and appreciate that you can recommend to others? So I wanted to read off some responses because I got some really good ones. Some are, you know, some are simple. It's just sometimes the simple ones are the best ones. Um, So we've got spending time at a horse boarding stable. Oh, there's a few more that I added to this speaker, but <laughs> since I sent you that link, but that's okay. So, so I am um, There my you refresh. go. Just hit refresh.
0: Case me on my toes. Uh,
1: there you go, right there. All right. Spending time at a horse boarding stable is one of the happiest experiences I know of. No politics, just happy women and girls uniting by caring for, riding and talking horses. Earlier this week, I glimpsed out the barn door and saw the old farmhand, Tom, riding a John Deere tractor down a lane, leading from a beautiful back pasture with the young junior barn manager, i.e. the girl who feeds waters and mucks the stalls, riding in the bucket with her legs hanging out in front of her, both talking and laughing in the sunshine. Priceless. And the reason I love this is because you guys know I used to have horses and I used to have a case tractor with a bucket and I used to give the kids rides in the bucket. And there's just, there's nothing more fun than that. I'm telling (laughs) you. a lot of fun. So Simple pleasures. Yes. Sure. They're very important right now. Just stay in the moment. So another one kept on working every day. I was smart. I stocked on supplies early because I had a hunch when people around me weren't able to find staples in the stores. I was able to give them enough to get by Lima beads in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They sell beading supplies. I didn't really need my stimulus payment because I continued to work. So I decided to pick one business to support I know at times the nice people at Lima thought they weren't going to make it through this, but they did because there were other people like me that were determined to support small business. Super important right now. Uh, Turning every single care and worry over to God, using the newfound free time to do what I love best, gardening. I find great joy playing and planting in the extended gardens I've been able to create. I grow both food and flowers, as well as an herbal tea garden. I think that's really cool. My neighbors have taken notice and have given their compliments. I share with them the importance of food security and that it's fun to grow something you can eat. If they are interested, they can leave with seedlings to grow something too. I also share my flower splits. This experience is inspiring others and creating more of that community feeling. It's wonderful. And I've never been happier. Seed companies I use and recommend are Baker Creek seeds and seed savers exchange then we have i'm in (laughs) i'm the farmer's wife the place where people often stop by for no reason other than to just visit that's great for morale i'm homeschooling my seven and nine-year-old grandchildren and doing all within my power to instill critical thinking skills not critical race theory and help them have a positive and fearless outlook on their future i discovered the local goodwill and found boy size husky jeans just so i didn't have to order from amazon Oh, and I have two young women wanting me to teach them how to can vegetables this year. Hey, I want to learn how to do that. I know how to make jam. Like I've made jam and done the jarring, you know, in the ball jars, and I've got the pot to do all that and stuff, but I've never done like canned vegetables or anything. Yeah, I I want to learn that too. Yeah. So then this one, exercise family friends. At the beginning of the pandemic, my husband was deployed, so I would video chat my mom and sister once a week. We are moving near them soon. Write letters to people in office. Our county is effectively mask-free. We just got the schools to lift masks a week or two ago. We also are den leaders for our kids' Cub Scouts. Having a normal outlet for the kids during a time when they weren't supposed to be seeing friends face-to-face has helped a ton. Plus, teaching ch- Teaching the kids is a joy. Misfit market. I don't know if they are left or right or whatever. They seem apolitical, which is fine for me. They rescue fruit and veggies and otherwise, that otherwise would be thrown out. You can also get other groceries there now, too. We don't have any farms here within driving distance, so this works for me. I've never heard of that one. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, this one, I liked this response. I do not worry about mental health. I do not worry if I have enough money or time. I do not worry if people like, accept, or even notice me. I do not worry because it is a waste of time and physical energy. Why waste? Because every worry self-resolves one way or another. I go about my day-to-day life planning and working towards my future, whatever it holds for me, dealing with whatever comes, and setting to the side that which I can't. Simply put, people spend too much time thinking and not enough time doing. Yeah. I love that. Man. Yep. Solo. Um hang on, I have to scroll down. There's just there's a few more. I had posted some stuff in between, so just a sec. Let's see. I I okay, here we go. I, I can't go down anymore. Oh, that's weird. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, um All right. So taking time to pray and worship, remembering God holds my life in his hands. I also go for walks and enjoy his creation. I don't wear masks outside either. I started a home church soon after my regular church went virtual. Keeping community with like-minded believers has been a huge encouragement for all of us, and we don't mask or social distance. Starting the house church has been a lifeline to those who have come. This is what they tell me over and over. I also pray for people when they Mention a need and have encouraged a lot of people who feel hopeless. Most of this is just talking to people face to face. I have also volunteered to help offer art sessions at a shelter for women leaving the sex trade and help feed a group of homeless folks.
0: That's I like awesome. that. Hey, awesome. Right? Name, can you name who that was, uh, Corey? Because I was sorry that I can't. That
1: was Julie Rollins.
0: Sorry, I can't put you on the screen, Julie, because I can't. <laughs> but, the
1: next one is Who Dat 1970. I read a book called the depression cure after my two best friends took their life a year apart. Best book I've ever read on the subject. Can't recommend it enough. Key summary points are exercise, get routine exposure to sunlight, eat whole foods and supplement with omega threes. Stay in community, get lots of sleep and stop ruminating over the past and future by learning to focus and enjoy the present moment. Modern hunter-gatherer tribes avoid depression by living like this, even though their lives are filled with trauma and grief. I like that. And I'm sorry that yeah. she lost her friends. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, got a few more here. I planted a raised bed garden and it is doing beautifully. I spend time out there watering and praying. I also talk to my plants. Outside time is important for grown-ups too. I go above and beyond to show kindness to others. People are craving positive interactions. More and more people are saying, God bless. The kindness is really spreading y'all. My husband and I have started frequenting a beautiful local winery. We've been bringing friends and family with us as well. The views are fantastic, as is the wine. As a small business owner, please shop small. I do every chance I get. That was by Tanya. This one's by uh, Lori. Praying and engaging in direct spiritual warfare against the demons infesting this country. My husband and I are taking care of our daughter and granddaughter. Our family is closer than ever and staying very positive about the future. We spend more time together because everything else is infected with evil and exposed as purely demonic. Sports, Hollywood media, etc. We support each other and talk about all the amazing things that God is doing in our lives. We don't comply with mask wearing or other crazy mandates. And she also recommends that Baker Creek heirloom seeds. So I'm going to have to check that one out. Cool. And, And then we have, I have been using a community farm delivery service. Thankful. I know exactly where my produce is coming from and I don't have to go into a store wearing a mask to get it for those living in San Diego, California, uh, Fly, I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Flying Day <laughs> says to go to you.com. So that's what they are using. And the last one by Ev Opine. I've been reaching out to friends who have struggled with sobriety during lockdown. Some of them have gone in and out And because I've felt strong during this time, I thought I'd just lend an ear in a drive in the country. Sometimes you just need to know you are not alone out there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: important.
1: So lots of awesome responses there.
2: Yeah, and I can relate. I I, I moved from the city to this small town. Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to garden. I'm so excited about it, right? (laughs) I'm on this adventure now of homeschooling my kids, right? It's a whole new adventure and uh, loving it. I can buy uh, vegetables at the uh, farmer's market. I can buy meat at the butcher. I can, you know what nice. I mean? Like, yeah, it's a total lifestyle change. It's yep. scary to make such big moves such monumental changes all at once but it's also right. Really exciting
1: right yeah absolutely it is and you feel really good like with each new thing you find or discover or try and you're like god why wasn't i doing this for the last 20 years you know right.
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: becoming more self-reliant and and being present in the moment and trying to enjoy things throughout all this craziness it's so important
2: Yes, very important. I loved all those comments. So, great way to end. Good job. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with a speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Foxhole, TV, BitChute, and Pill.net. We'll and will see. You I- And Odyssey, yes. (laughs) And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.